This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. We are back with another episode of the Classic Face Rip Podcast, finally. Vince sitting alongside Keith. What's up, buddy? Not too much. How about you, Vince? Doing well, doing well. I know it's been a while since we did a show. I think the last one we did one was in August? July oh, 27th. July. A couple things happened here and there. I have also lost central air in my house. Things happened. So right now I'm in my gaming room now with an air conditioning unit in the window, keeping it at a cool 70 in this nice 100 degree Texas weather. So, God bless you. I have I'm in Southwest Georgia. I understand the feeling. Yeah, so it's the best I could do, and I had to put this massive stupid curtain thing behind me with the city background just to have something to block because this the thing I'm in up here is the loft. So. And the only way to block air was to put things up to block it. And in other words, I had to block it. I had to put up something nice. So, you know, my wife saw something nice on the other side because she didn't want an eyesore. You know. There you go. So. All right, let's get down to business now. So uh, let's get to the news. Now, we all know by this point, Spider-Man is not going to be in the MCU going forward due to Sony going this, you know. Putting their fingers through, yeah. like Mr. Burns going, I can make more money on my own. Smithers, so, come quickly. So what does that mean for Spider-Man? That means we're going to see Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire? Uh, here's hoping. <laughs> you know, there actually is an account and a bunch of people out there on YouTube that make, it's called Toby in the MCU, and they keep injecting him into scenes in every one of the movies because they <laughs> really want him to be in the movies. So... I think it started as a joke, and now it's just one of those, we want him. And then they're going to get him and be like, no, we didn't really want him. We were just thought it was funny. But there's a lot of videos. If you Google on YouTube, it's called Pizza Time. And like they keep putting that stupid scene with him with the pizza time and just delivering the pizzas in the background in all these scenes. It's, it's actually quite comical. But what do you think Sony is going to do with Spidey? Well, I mean, they have the Spider-Verse, which they believe is hot so they're gonna go with that they're gonna go with the whole venom carnage spider-man i guess tom holland's gonna be playing spider-man even after his little tirade of unfollowing (laughs) unfollowing sony on instagram and uh snubbing them because he wanted to stay with uh the mcu what do you think well um you know, honestly, I think with the last, his two movies making almost a total of $2 billion worldwide at the box office, which, you know, the the first three, uh, the, the first three Spider-Man movies, I was going to say the first three Sam Raimi movies, but they were only three. Um, the first three Spider-Man movies combined made about that. So, you know, I think... Sony is 
gambling. I think somebody needs to take a step back and pump the brakes and, and think about how they got to $2 billion and not the fact that they got to $2 billion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get that. But um, I don't think I, I, Disney should not have gotten greedy. They should have just left the deal as it was. Let Sony have their Spider-Man money. They have everything else. They don't need to have Spider-Man also. But if things go the way that Disney's hoping, and if Apple buys out Sony Pictures, like it's a rumor might happen, or it could be one of the companies, but I know Apple is in the lead for that rumor, Spider-Man reverts back to MCU. So Disney, all you have to do is just do one of these. What's going to happen? One of those. Lean back and wait. So that's why that's those, those negotiations are kind of out right now. What are we going to do? I mean... That's it. I am looking forward, actually, to seeing the Spidey, the Spider-Verse to see what they're going to do. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be as great because they're going to be miss- missing all those other Marvel inputs. In, or, you know, like uh, Tony Stark, uh, Samuel Jackson, you know, things like that. I don't know what yeah. they're going to do. It's, how are they going to even explain it with the, the MCU movies? What's going to happen with all that? I mean, wasn't Tom Holland supposed to take over as the next Iron Man type thing going on? I mean, he took over the technology. Well, and here's the other thing that you, you run into. You now can't make any reference to any character that is not explicitly owned by Sony. Yeah. Meaning, you can't reference pretty much anything that happened or was related to Iron Man in the first two movies which is everything you can't reference Nick Fury you you could reference the trip to Europe but you know what, what are you going to say how are you going to how are you even going to talk about it well I helped a spy organization that shall rename shall remain nameless uh, keep technology away from Mysterio who was attempting to steal a nameless industrialist's technology you know so I I don't they got the work cut out for him and I got a feeling that before we see a a proper Spider-Man 3 we're going to get a Spider-Man Venom movie because they've wanted that since Venom came out and the the thing is, it's come, it's since come out that actually Tom Holland did film something for Venom oh. that was cut uh, at Disney's behest. Oh, Disney I didn't, didn't want, yeah, Disney didn't want it in the movie because it would imply that the two universes were connected. And Disney's like, well, you know, we don't have anything to do with that, other than a little of you know executive producing whatever. Venom lacked the Spider-Man element in it. It needed Spider-Man. It was a nice, fun movie, and I liked it, but slow start. But it needed the Spider-Man aspect to it, and they never did. They couldn't do it, obviously. But now they can, and meh. I don't know, meh. Uh, You know, that's one of those characters. He's sort of like Carnage and Venom are sort of like Deadpool to me. Uh, There's a a crowd that loves them. They have a loyal fan base of which I'm really not one of them. You know, I, I don't see, it's like people who love the Joker or who love Harley Quinn and who 
for them that is the end all beat all character I just don't see the appeal but hey that's me you know what I mean everybody likes what they like so there you go there you go if, if we all like the same thing then we would be the same person probably so that's it that's it I mean and I like I said I just that's it's like NASCAR people there are people who love NASCAR I don't see the appeal but you know hey who am I to tell you that it's wrong I love cars I like looking at cars I like opening the hood to look at engines of cars I like the interior of cars I don't like watching cars drive around in a circle for three hours <laughs> sorry no it's cool okay the peel off oh that's cool maybe you know once twice around oh that's good skill but then after then it's just like all right <laughs> somebody's gonna win this yeah. yeah i i i can't do it i mean i understand people love it and great for them i'm glad they found something they love but it's just not for us so that's it that's it anyway uh so spider-verse I'm kind of looking forward to see what they're doing with the Spider-Verse. Hopefully, they'll bring in more elements. Maybe we'll see Spider-Man 4. Who knows? I mean, I know Sam Raimi has been wanting to do that movie for redemption from Spider-Man 3 for I don't know how many years now. Maybe Sony will greenlight it. Because those movies did do pretty well, regardless of people mm-hmm. hated the third one. <laughs> you know, and here's the crazy part. If you look at its worldwide um, take... The third one actually made money. It did. And it made more money than the first two, which was the crazy part. Uh, It's just one of those things where it's unpopular with the fans. And I think for probably good reason. I mean, that whole dance sequence was enough to kill it for me. Oh, I love the dance sequence. It's hysterical, him walking around, the girls looking at him like, what's wrong with you, dude? Well, that's Toby being Toby. You know, and I think it went on for like two minutes too long. And I think that's probably, I got the joke. You know what I mean? But it was one of those things where it was like, okay, dude, you know, somebody, somebody yell cut. We need to get this out of here. You know? And then if you watch the fantastic, the second fantastic four movie, they did the same thing with Mr. Fantastic in that where he's like dancing at a party and Sue catches him dancing with girls or whatever. And I'm like, really? Two Marvel movies where people are dancing and, and it's not even like good dancing? You know, so. I want to say that the second Fantastic Four movie I might have erased from my mind because I vaguely remember that. I like the first one with Captain America's Johnny Storm. Uh, but I think I, the second one, Silver Surfer, I think I erased that one because it was just so bad. Yeah, I have a whole rant that I could do on it, but you know we're 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 gonna keep this uh, under wraps this week. Okay, cool. So we're we gonna have to wait, find out what's gonna happen with Spidey. I look forward to seeing what is going to happen. I have a feeling that Sony is going to cave eventually, or Apple buys them out and uh, goes to the MCU, and we still get our wish no matter what. Maybe the next movie we won't have Spider-Man in it, but we know we have a future, at least at that point with Spidey and the storyline continues somewhat. We'll see what happens. God, I hope so. Have to wait. Okay. So right around the corner is Disney plus. I believe it drops November. I think it is great. November. We had all the shows we spoke about the last time. Plus we have a few more that were added. Miss Marvel being one of them. 
She-Hulk, and Moon Knight. I don't really know much about these at all. I know She-Hulk, there was discussion, a lot of discussion, about how they were changing her backstory to suit the character more for more of a... Um, more. I think there was more of a feminine touch to it that her backstory, she wasn't evolved from the Hulk. I, that's what I was reading. I can't say if it was truthful or not. can't say if I agree with it or not. I would like if they stuck with the story of She-Hulk how it was, but I get what they want to do. It's their their rights, so they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they should leave it alone. I agree. They should leave it alone, but they won't. But Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, I and I get the whole... If you're going to do, if you're going to try to differentiate it from the Incredible Hulk, then just not do She-Hulk. You know what I mean? Uh, do something, uh, I don't know, do a, let's see, they, they've done all the Valkyrie, they've done Black Widow, they've done Hellcat, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Who else could they possibly do? I mean, you know, let, let's be honest. Big tier, big named female characters outside of the X-Men. I think we've hit all the, the big ones. What do we have, like, what, 70 years of Marvel? They can't find somebody in there? Uh, you know, especially if you're going to change it that much. I mean, my opinion, leave it alone, let it go, and bring in Mark Ruffalo in a cameo in the pilot episode for the flashback you know that's something happens whether and maybe reverse it so that she ends up having to give him the blood transfusion and somehow blood is exchanged that's an idea i mean i know people still get pissed off at that but i know it's an idea yeah you know so you know when i when i heard that they were going to use these to launch characters into the mcu this is sort of like the testing ground for, you know, because you, you do the She-Hulk series and then you do the She-Hulk movie or you take She-Hulk into the next Avengers movie. I thought this would be an excellent opportunity to do like a six, six episode X-Men series. Oh yeah. Not a bad idea. You're right. And you could do, you know, pilot and then the lead up to the, the formation of the original team and then fighting the Sentinels and have at the end Magneto, if you wanted to do it that way. Yeah. Also, and then, yeah, go ahead. You know, then launch it into a movie. That's a good, uh, you, you're right. They have the platform to do it. They have the eyes on it because they've given it in such a cheap price. Uh, they're going to have plenty of people watching it. Why not do as you're saying? I mean, it's perfect. But they're yeah. not doing that, so. So we got Moon Knight also, which I know nothing about. Did you hear anything about that at all than the announcement? Other than the announcement, no. Uh, they've yeah. talked a little bit about who was going to be ca- uh, fan speculation on who's going to be cast. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that then. I don't. Yeah, I don't do. I don't do fan speculation at all. I mean, I can't. There's something we'll talk about in a minute of, that's regarding fan speculation, but we'll see what happens. Uh, also, yeah. Ant Man three been axed that's going on to disney plus going forward i don't know exactly what they're doing but supposedly ant-man is going to be a tv show with paul rudd i have no idea why they decide that 
Really? Yeah, that seems like I, I, yeah, I just saw that article uh, officially announced last week. And I was okay. kind of concerned why they would be going backwards with this, the whole thing, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed the second one. Well, I enjoyed them both, but I enjoyed the second one much more than I enjoyed the first one. So, and I, I didn't think the first one was bad at all. No, they were very good. I, I, we, we, yeah. My wife and I both enjoyed that. We watched the first one at home, and then we went to go see the second one when he came out. We were like, this is great. I love the characters. I love Paul Rudd. He's hysterical, whatever he plays. So, good in my book. Michael Douglas is in there, so how could you lose? That's it. That's it. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's one of those things. So, um, X-Men. Now that we know that's part of the MCU... We had discussed what you thought would be the proper way to go forward with X-Men. Yeah. Obviously, we won't see X-Men probably till Phase 5, they're thinking. But we might see little, I guess the word is sprinkles of it in Phase 4. Maybe little nods and things like that. I know that was a big to-do online. Again, it's probably... I'm not sure if it was official or not. Did you find out if it was about how they're changing up Magneto? Um, my understanding is it's a rumor. Okay. It's a, it, it's the rumor that has leaked out and it isn't just Magneto. I'm, um, the rumor is that it's the entire cast. Oh, okay. That it'll be more minority oriented, minority related in terms of cast for the X-Men. So you might have an African-American Professor X and Magneto as opposed to uh, an elder Jewish gentleman and an old white guy. Now, uh, the, uh, the Magneto backstories, if they were going to make him African-American, black, whatever you want to call it, it can work because during World War II, they did round up blacks and put them in concentration camps as well, along with Jewish people. So it can kind of work. I'm not the, saying it's the best the, route to go, but it can work if they stretch that story that way. I think the only issue you're going to run into is the age of the characters as they would be now. Uh, Magneto as an Auschwitz survivor. He'd be like 95. Uh, he would probably be older even than that. And I, I mean, and I'm just thinking because depending on which version you're doing, um, if memory serves, he was shown as a young boy in one version and in more of an adult in another. Yeah. That's uh, true. So, I mean, if you, if you go with the fact that he, let's say he's 10 in Auschwitz. That means maybe he's 15 by the time the end of World War II. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that means he's born in 30. Mm -hmm. You're talking an 89-year-old man. You know, and Could. you're, you're, you're going to have to to do some explanation there as to how exactly that works. The only way I could see that working is if they stretch the story of how mutant powers kind of keep you youngish in a sense and extend your life. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I could see it working. The other route I thought about was have the movies take place in the 80s as if it were the 80s. 
that would work too. I mean, I don't see. I think that'd actually be kind of fun to have a movie in the '80s with these characters and throwback to '80s. I mean, the throwback to '80s is a hot property right now. So having the X Men movie set in '82, '83, '84, '85, that would work. Might not be bad. I mean, and you know, the issue, the only thing, obviously, there's a Marvel universe that existed before the one that we're seeing now we, we've seen bits and pieces of it with uh ant-man uh nick fury says you know you've stepped into a much larger universe you just don't realize it uh we we had ant-man we had goliath yep uh so i mean i think that would be it, it could be done if they did it right uh you would have to explain why they're you know why weren't mutants referenced earlier uh and maybe it's more of a maybe it's not as well known in this version of the marvel universe i mean you know you depending on how they introduce it uh they could be an offshoot offshoot of the eternals oh yeah uh you could say that because of the radiation or the scarring that Thanos's snap and the subsequent unsnap did, uh, there be. was an uptick in uh, mutations. That's what I was thinking. The reverse snap made mutant genes somehow. Yeah, uh, and you you know you could actually do that. And the excellent place to have done that would have been like an Ant Man three, have Hank Pym talking about you know we're 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 seeing an uptick in mutations uh, i noticed it in the ants i'm going to consult with uh there's a, a, a scottish you you could even go there's a scottish geneticist uh mctaggart that i'm going to consult with to find out what's going on see what she thinks and you could that could be your very subtle inroad to the x-men what about what about if they actually take what they did on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., bring that into... The, I don't know if you saw the end of last season. With the, uh, yeah. Where they had the three stones together that opened up that portal to whatever the heck world that was that they all went to, where the other Coulson was from, supposedly. Maybe when those three stones were together, something like that caused the mutation somehow? I mean... That could be part it's of it. It's possible. There's a creation I mean, stone, a time stone, and a travel. Maybe one of the three of those things together did something. There you go. That, that, that means yeah. you would have to acknowledge Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again, but, you know, that's too difficult for them uh, well, right now. you know, I think they should acknowledge all of the TV series. I think, you know, somewhere they need to put up a billboard for Murdoch and Nelson. Just a little throw in the background? Yeah, just throw in the background. Or, you know, uh, Heroes for Hire, uh billboard you know you know it, you don't ever have to bring these characters in just just enough that you see something in the background punisher on the news shooting up a scene police after on manhunt or something oh that's it that's it and i mean honestly think about the way they do it in the comic books sometimes it's a full-on appearance sometimes it's just a newscast on the tv true well, that's it. I, I don't I want to speculate anymore about X-Men because we don't know what's happening. And that's Yeah, that's true. Anyway, let's get some more fun things, things that happened since we've gone. Uh, the community projects have been jumping like crazy. 
uh, I'm going to show share my screen, which we're going to go over a couple things that went out. Actually, one, two, three, four, five things we have right now, six things. And then we're going to talk about how the Marvel file will be changing its format going forward, uh, possibly. I'm not sure that if George actually... Let's, let's talk about that first, actually, because that's probably okay. a little more interesting. People will be interested in that. Now, I saw that in the creative team, which is different from the unofficial canon group. It's just a subgroup of people that actually lead the... I guess the charge, so to speak, of the creative projects. Yeah. It's the only way I could describe it. You can join that freely, but if you do join that group, you have to contribute somehow as if doing a project, this podcast, your own podcast, whatever, doing videos to help out, whatever you do, you know, layout, artwork, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's how you it's join like that a, It's like a creative writing class you have to produce. You have to do something, something to help yeah. out the group. You can't just sit there and go, wow, cool, even though that would be cool to do that, but you can't do that. That's what no. the other group is for. Yep. But you join this group. In there, uh, George had put up a post about moving the Marvel file into a more of a magazine-type format, kind of a, a hat tip or a homage to the old Dragon magazines from the uh, 80s and 90s that we used to get. Mm-hmm. And maybe we didn't always acknowledge everything in those magazines, but it was always cool to get those every month. I mean, I used to run down to the newsstand like every week because I was a kid. I didn't know. I was like, where's my new Dragon magazine? Where's my new Dungeon magazine? (laughs) Next month, kid. Oh, okay. But yeah, I would pick those up and and read them and discuss with my friends in my group. Hey, we want to play this, you know, plus of that. Oh, look at this write-up for this Marvel character. Maybe we should try to do, you know, things like that. They gave you rules, updates, things that you can either use or ignore. And I know the pro- the plan was they wanted to move into a format. I don't know if it was officially declared that they would, but some of the things that were discussed, and I threw some ideas in there about having homebrew heroes and villains. I know at first people were kind of reluctant about that because it wasn't canon stuff but I had argued on the point that adding homebrew heroes and villains of course if you do that you have to add you know full stats your own artwork regardless of where it's from custom or stolen from somewhere else like a builder or something and a backstory we have to have the full information but the reason why I wanted Homebrew and Heroes as a suggestion in there is because it's good to see what other people are doing as far as their campaigns. Yeah, you can have all the write-ups from all the heroes out there and villains, and it's cool to see what people do to write them up. But it's also cool to see what you know Tom, Dick, Sally, Harry, whatever, makes with the rule set themselves. What type of hero do they come up with? It'd be like, I never thought about doing that. I mean, maybe it... It's an inspiration thing for me. I want to see what other people are doing. What they're doing with the rule set is what really drives me to want to play these games. I don't. The base heroes and the canon stuff is cool, but I want to see what other people are doing. That's where I get my ideas from other people. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. I mean, that's. It, it's. I don't think anything is officially come down the pike yet. I, I know it's being talked about. Um, I would like to see it evolve into something like that. But then again, that's a lot of work for the team, for people. And I mean, there are months, I'm sure, where it's difficult just to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you're also asking a lot of people who are 
let's be honest here. We're doing this as a labor of love. We're doing. We're not doing it as uh, a job. So the idea that you're going to be able to produce a three-page article about slapstick or madcap or whoever um, can be daunting. I mean, that, that's you know. Can, can I produce something that's worthy of putting in this article? And should every, should should everything be included? You know what I mean? I'm sure we're going to get submissions that somebody's going to look at and go, woof, can't do it. Uh, nah, I can't, you know. So you have to, you know, you have to have somebody who's critical of, of the content. Well, that's why you have, a, you have an editor. Or a chief yeah. editor that decides what goes in the magazine. Um, obviously, if you can't do it monthly because of it's, you know, everybody has a life and this is a labor of yeah. love, a quarterly magazine would probably be better. I mean, it's cool that everything's being produced monthly, but I'd rather see the project take more time to produce quality material than to have to be rushed something out once a month. So if it's like once a quarter, like September, the fall issue, the summer issue, the, you know, the leaves fell on the ground issue or the construction issue, depending on what state you live in. Cause that's one of the seasons. And, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but might want, we will see some more canon heroes and villains, possibly some, maybe some more powers, bases, uh, maybe some theory articles I saw, and obviously, if you are interested in that, you can join the unofficial canon group, the creative team. It'll come right up when you go on Facebook and type in unofficial Marvel unofficial canon group. And it'll come up both groups. The creative team obviously has a different logo. And you can join that if you'd like. Uh, just be prepared that you're going to get called out on what are you going to contribute right away as soon as you join. Yeah. Uh, George will be on top of that and follow up. I mean, he'll give you some time to decide because I've seen him say, please decide. Yeah. And then like a week later, those people seem to have disappeared. So, I mean. Well, you know, all I can say is uh, contribute and it won't be, you know, we won't minute. We won't hasten you back to uh, using the heroes reference. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, if you want to join, go ahead. Just be prepared that they're going to ask you what do you want to contribute. They will absolutely set you up, help you out, uh, give you advice. There, uh, Steve, I believe, is going does most of the layouts. He can even show you how to do the layouts if you want. Uh, I I know he had a video recently. Steve Jolly had a video for layouts. I saw it was about two and a half hours. I haven't gotten through all of it. Uh, it was a little long at the time when I saw it came out. I have to go back and finish it. But he shows you step-by-step -step process through Word, how he does it, and how you can do it too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that difficult if you know how to use Word. And if you don't, just watch his video. He shows you exactly how to do it with the measurements and the tools. So if you want to watch it, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, most of the layout stuff that I've done for the group, and I actually have done a little bit of it, uh, mostly Silver Age, Golden Age, that sort of, I, although Steve went back and touched up Golden Age greatly so that it's in the format that it is now. Uh, but I mean, most of that stuff is not difficult. The, the only problem that I ever, and I still have a problem with, is covers. I can't do a cover to save my life, but if you want me to lay out like pictures and stuff like that, I can do that in 
in the word format. Right. And it's just a matter of, of getting things, you know, so it doesn't look choppy. No. So cool. So head over there and, uh, join up if you'd like. Um, I would think maybe George should consider putting a three question tier on there. So he would know right away. Like, do you plan to contribute to this group? What do you plan to contribute to this group? Do you need help? Three questions like that. That way he can get an idea what the people want to do, and that way he can decide if he wants to let them into the group or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and just my... I think there is three questions on it. I can't remember what they they pertain to, though. It's been I've been a member of the group for over a year now, so I couldn't tell you. I know they changed, I think, at one point. Yeah, I don't know, because somebody added me to the group one day. I was just all of a sudden, boom, in another group. I'm like, what the heck is this? And they're like, oh, it's the creative team. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So I was just like, okay, cool, I'll stay. <laughs> if y'all think I'm useful here, he's like, yeah, 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 you help promote the stuff, so it's perfect. I'm like, okay. But, there you go. All right, so on to some uh, stuff that has come out. I'm going to share my screen here. Let me just switch views. Spider-Man and his amazing friends will return after these messages. Are you enjoying the show you're listening to right now? Great. Why not head over to patreon.com slash WGP and support that show for as little as dollar a month. Dollar a month goes a long way to helping support the network Wild Games Productions. Again, that's patreon.com slash WGP. Thank you. Do you like DC Comics? Do you like role-playing games? Do you love the cartoons? Why not combine them all into one giant show? Crisis in the DC RPG, a podcast by Wild Games Productions. They'll talk about ways to incorporate things into the game all in one session. So listen into Crisis in the DC RPG only on anchor.fm slash DCRPG. Again, that's anchor.fm slash DCRPG, a Wild Games Productions podcast. We now return to Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So first thing up, we have the Sins of the Dead uh, Marvel Superheroes book that came out somewhere in the beginning of August, I believe. Um, I think it's been floating around at least that long, but I think it just came out uh, officially within like the last week and a half, two weeks. Oh, really? Okay, I thought it was out in August. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. By Necromancer himself. Yes, this is a slick, very cool-looking book. Uh, has a surprising crossover character who, or characters, sorry. Um, if you're a fan of a certain Sam Raimi film series, you will uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, they're seeing it on the screen, so uh, I don't. Where did Maya Allen? come from because I've read some of the Army of Darkness comic books but I don't recall her ever being a character was that she's the other um Ash right but when did she come into play I don't remember when she even came into play uh the remake of Evil Dead comic book no movie oh I don't remember they remade the Evil Dead movie I remember that, but I don't remember them being a female Ash. 
That was her. Yep. Oh, all right. Didn't even realize it. Yep. And he shows up at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, that's uh, the issue I had with the the remake was uh, the way she lost her arm. She never would have survived. Yeah. Cutting it off. Okay. Yeah. I that was such a long time ago. I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, so we basically have uh, a somewhat of an adventure heading towards, I guess, the cabin. It looks like here. Yeah. You have to kill some deadites. Basically, a bunch of awesomeness. I want to kill deadites now. <laughs> there you go. It basically follows along here, and you get some good cameos. And I like the pictures of the book. They're pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Stitching time. Necromancer wrote up a very slick, very uh, entertaining adventure. This is something, and it's actually, the, I believe, the first of a series. So you could go through and take your own Marvel characters to it, or you could run through it as Ash if you wanted to. Uh, play Evil Dead style Marvel. Uh, thank you for the Marvel Zombies Evil Dead crossover. That's what allows us to have this. Uh, but I think it's an entertaining, slick, very professionally done piece. Necromancer always provides entertainment. Uh, this was an excellent idea on his part. And my understanding is he's going to redo the Powers and Origins book in the not-too-distant future, update it, uh, put a, a couple other things that he might have missed back in it, and re-release it. Is that the, is that the project that was going to be with David Martin? or That's it. Okay. That's it. I was, yeah, I'm looking and, forward to seeing what that's going to look like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Because like I said, he always does excellent work. Up next, we have our stand-ups or cutouts, which the first two pages basically tells you how to cut them out. Now, you remember the uh, original games all came with little cutouts that you can, mm -hmm. you know, fold and cut out and make your own little minis that go across the board and everything. Well, we got some more here. We got 46 pages of awesome cutouts redone. Uh, some characters have been done already, but we wanted to, I should say they wanted to have better looking ones that are a little more updated and more accessible to people who were unable to get a hold of them. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this is, this is one of George Henson's uh, labors of love. He loves this stuff. And the fact that he, he has a couple art guys and I'm forgetting names. So gentlemen, if you're listening or George, if you're listening, I do apologize. Um, but he has a couple of art guys in the group who have been helping him with these and they have just been out of this world. Some of the stuff they've produced, I thought was pretty neat. Uh, I liked the retro, uh, Hawkeye and retro sixties characters that they did. I don't know if those are included in there or not, but they did a whole line of them initially. So I thought those were pretty cool. I'm trying to see if they are in here or not, but, no, I don't think so. Don't. We got some pieces of... Oh, that's it. Okay, so we got a whole 46 pages of cutouts that you can print off your printer and fold them up and cut them out, and the directions are right there in the beginning for you, so... 
can't beat that. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. Yes. Uh, then we also have the Marvel file uh, tw number 26, which is the anniversary issue. Mm -hmm. The creative team favorites. August 2019. This issue contains a genuine, uh, genuine Marvel Comics no prize, which you have just won. That's it. And I guess this is just basically your picks of your favorite characters. Favorite B characters. B characters, got it. The the characters who did not get their just desserts and who could have been much bigger and much better. Yeah, some of these names I vaguely recognize. <laughs> some of them are pretty awesome. Yeah. I will say that I submitted uh, Super Pro, but was told he's too well known to uh, to be in the issue. Really? Yeah. And that he will probably receive his own Marvel file at some point. So if there's any Super Pro fans in the audience, write Steve Jolly at the group and let him know you want that Marvel file today. Well, that's not an official email address, so don't write Steve Jolly at the group.com because that's not going to go no, anywhere. No. Well, that may go to a Steve Jolly at the group.com, but he means go yeah. on Facebook and annoy the crap out of him. But anyway, so we also have Marvel file number 27, Vigilantes. That one I actually had nothing to do with, which is surprising because uh, I, I usually try to get, you know, a finger in some pie everywhere. And that one was pretty self-produced. Uh, excellent group. Excellent um, Marvel file altogether. It has characters that, you know, this guy has collected and... You could use in any setting good anti-heroes, uh, good foils for your character to, somebody for your character to run across or somebody for your character to interact with. Yeah, we got good 45 pages. Yeah, 45 pages of awesomeness here. Oh, yeah. And again, if you're listening to this uh, as an audio, you can always head over to youtube.com slash C slash the evil DM and just take a look at the video portion of this uh so you can see the visuals in case you want to check it out before downloading, which why not just go download it. It's free. So it's only going to take a, a few moments of your time. Then we have Marvel file number 28, which is basically, it looks like a preview of what's to come. And uh, I see it's 1917 crossed out 2019, which I thought was cute. Uh, did you have your fingers in this one or no? I don't think so. I think that is that the one about the the group from the 1900s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, that was Andrew Goldstein. I think yep. they might have appeared, or there might have been a reference to them in the uh, either the the Golden Age book or the Old West source book. But I think that. That's that's one that he produced on his own. He wanted to go a little more in-depth with the characters, and certainly and Andrew produces work like nobody's business. So that, that, that guy is on top of everything. Yeah, he did, did a great job here. Nice layout, nice write-ups. Well worth it. The 20-page download printed out, added to your collection. I would love to oh, see yeah. if somebody is... 
printing all these out, binding them, having them on their shelf somehow. It'd be kind of cool to see if someone sent like us a picture for that or something. Or I don't know. I just you know, it'd be cool to see that. There, um, there was a guy who printed out the Power Pack source book. Oh wow! And uh, did an Instagram to Steve Jolly, thanking him and the group and me for producing it. And saying that he had been wanting something like that or wanting that for a while. And it was like, wow, somebody, you know, you know, because that's why I did it. I mean, you know, you do the things you do for a variety of reasons. But for me, I mean, you know, this the stuff that I've taken on is stuff that I really enjoyed either as a teenager or later in life. In Power Pack, I've got two small grandkids who like comic books. And who are always, you know, well, Papa, why isn't there super? Why isn't there like kid superheroes? And I had to explain to him, well, there's Power Pack, and they liked the book, but I mean, it's still they're still a little young for it. You know what I mean? They're five and six, so the idea of being able to sit down and thoroughly enjoy it at this point is a little beyond them. Right. But you know that would make an excellent Disney Plus series. Just saying. We shall see. Maybe they have something in the works. There you go. And we have the Impervious Rex, which is finally done by Andrew Goldstein because he has a thousand things going on. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 336 pages. <laughs> uh, George Henson has referred to that as a, quote, Kilburn size uh, source book, which, you know, my the Golden Age and the Silver Age books were pretty big. So this is, I think, actually beats the Golden Age source book in terms of size. Uh, I contributed a couple things to this one, but it, this is all Andrew's baby. I mean, I, I would be surprised if my name is even anywhere in the credits uh, for as little as I actually did with the book. Uh, Andrew is fantastic. He is always spot on. This is a beautiful labor of love. If you wanted to know something about Atlantis and Namor and the aquatic realms of the Marvel Universe, this is your go-to book. I don't know that he missed anything. Uh, He's on top of it. And I mean, there's stuff in here that I had no idea. You know, he, he talks about there's... And I only recently found this out. There's like different Atlantises. Uh, there's like the Atlantic Atlantis. And then there's like the Pacific Atlantis. Or their outpost. The Pacific is the out, sort of an outpost of Atlantis. And I'm like, that's crazy that they, they did that. You know, but it's one of those things where somewhere at some point in the Marvel history, Atlantis somebody made reference to Atlantis being on the West coast or near the West coast. So they had to do, you know, somehow fix this. And that was their fix that it was an Atlantis Atlantean outpost. So it's entertaining. It's one of those things, like I said, where you sit down and you start looking through it and you're going, Oh my God, you know, where, how did he do this? Hell of a book. Wow. Yeah, Excellent oh, yeah. Job. 
But you can download any one of these from the unofficial canon group right in the file section. Or you can go to ClassicMarvelForever.com, which I believe they all should be up there. I'm, I don't know what the upload rate from Facebook to there is. I'm assuming it's pretty instantaneous within the week. Someone, I don't who's uploading them there? Um, it, There's a guy named Cutter who was uploading them i think he's run into some medical issues i don't know the full story all i know is that um he's been sidelined with uploading stuff so your best bet to get any of this is probably still the unofficial canon group yeah at least or um they typically provide links in the forum at classicmarvelforever.com okay well, you can get all those fine things in those various places. You can head over to our web website, ClassicFaceRip.com, for all the back episodes of our show. You can write us at AskTheDM at TheEvilDM.com, or I believe Bullpen at ClassicFaceRip.com does work still. If you want to write there, it does forward to my email address, I believe, because I got an email the other day, and I was like, oh, I didn't know this even still worked. But... Uh, because I don't own the classic face rip site. That was Matt's site, and uh, Matt is busy with his own career to do podcasting right now, and life happens. But he's like, yeah, just use the site, whatever. It's, it was our project. Uh, just run with it. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. it. Yeah. So now it's just me and good old Keith doing the doing the show. But I think that's going to wrap things up this week. We talked about a bunch of stuff. We updated everybody on things. It's more of a let's get the stuff out. Let's talk about the rumors. And then we'll come back with a, another proper show in, in two weeks uh, now that I have my stuff back up and running and nothing in the way right now. So uh, That's it, yeah. I guess uh, we'll be signing off and saying uh, Excelsior. Excelsior. Enough said. You've been listening to the Classic Facebook Podcast. The thoughts and opinions expressed on the podcast are not the final word and are just what they are, opinions. If you'd like to catch up on all their episodes, head over to ClassicFaceRip.com or if you want to check out the video shows live on YouTube, go to YouTube.com slash C slash The Evil DM. Again, that's YouTube.com slash C slash The Evil DM. Email us at AskTheDM at TheEvilDM.com. Thank you.